Hello, and welcome to another episode of Just Talk with Joe Meyer. I'm your host, Joe Meyer. We, as we do a, a special edition today on to commemorate or to give honor to Mother's Day. Hopefully everyone out there is having a great day as today is Mother's Day. Um, and th- this day is particularly a little somber, sad, in a way, happy. Uh, there, there's some mixed feelings in there, you know, that I'm going to talk about today. Um, but, but hopefully all of you out there, you know, are having a great day. For those of you who celebrate Mother's Day, right? Not everybody does, right? Um, some equate this day to a commercialized holiday, which, um, you know, to a certain degree, we've made it commercialized, um, you know, here in America, you know. But um, it really is supposed to have a significant meaning, which we'll talk about today. Um, and kind of when it was founded, why... You know, we'll go through some of the history a little bit, right, uh, about Mother's Day. So let's get into it. What I'm going to do first is I'm going to play um, our song and um, kind of commemorate today. And it, this song was made in the late 80s. It's a group that I loved. And they're, they don't really make music really that often. They do tour um, which they're still around, um, but they haven't made any, as far as I know, new music as a group in years. Um, but I think you'll, you'll enjoy it and it kind of fits the mood. I actually have two songs here. Um, but let me, um, let me play this first one. Okay. And let's get started.
this song, which was made in 98 around that time, from the Spice Girls, right, off their album, one that I had purchased back then. And even, even the group itself has significance to me. And some of you may not care for the Spice Girls. Some of you may think like, well, then, you know, they're, they're not very good. They're not very good singers. Who would like them? But I did. I did. And I still do. Um, I don't know if I necessarily buy their whole album, you know, but it has significance to me at that time in my life. Right? And, um, The reason why they've ha- they had significance for me in that part of my life, in that time of my life, was because of that stage in my life of what I was going through. I was um, graduating around high school, around that time. Graduated in 98, and I think they came out in 97. I was a big Spice Girls fan. Obviously, this um, podcast is not about Spice Girls, obviously. <laughs> it's about mothers. And and Mother's Day, but just to give you a little history, that song specifically, you know, it means a lot to me because it, it kind of signifies how I felt about my mother or how I felt about her because she's no longer living. She passed away December 9th, 2015, right? Um, at the age of 56 years old. It's hard because, you know what, um, I would have loved for my mom to be here today. You know, celebrating motherhood, watching her granddaughter grow up and be the, the rightful age of nine, and even watching her grow up to be an adult. That's a blessing that sometimes we take for granted, don't we? Being able to watch your kids grow up is a blessing. And... She got to watch me and my sister obviously grow up to be adults. Um, she she saw us through our good moments, our bad, our struggles, our uh, our successes. She saw us through it all, right? When I look back at how much she sacrificed for me in my life, it's amazing because. She did. She sacrificed because she struggled herself. My mom, Linda Gutierrez, didn't really talk about her childhood, didn't really talk too much about what her life was like at my age or growing up. Um, personally, I think she was abused, um, but she never really she never talked about it. She never confirmed anything to me. Maybe she confirmed to my sister. But she never confirmed anything to me, right? She had me when I think she was like 20 or 22. And if I do the math right, (laughs) trying to think, um, you know, let's see, how old was she? She's 20 years old, just 20. And you know, it was, I'm sure that was a scary time for her. She met my father. 
Moses at East LA Los Angeles College. And my father, although this is not one for him, you know, um, he was 23. Two young people, right? Um, my mom, I believe she studied either nursing or medical assisting at the time um, of her life. She was doing that when we were kids, but then my parents separated, divorced, and then um, we moved in with the devil incarnate, my grandfather, Raul, and went to live with him for the remaining, until we were adults, right, until we moved out. And um, she lived a life of torture. She lived a life of pain, of, of living under that roof. And I think it was very painful for her that she couldn't support us the way she wanted to. Now, some would say, well, she could have went to school. She could have done better for her life. She, you know, the, the thing about it is, is I think my mother needed someone to support her. Not just, you know, not just um, financially, but just support her in general. Encourage her. Love her. And her father, Raul, didn't do that. Um, she went searching for him. After many years, he left her pic the picture. And she found him. And reunited. And then she brought me and my sister into that home. And I'm not angry with her. Although... That did a lot of damage to me and my sister. I don't know how it affected her. It probably affected her differently than it affected me. But it certainly affected me because every day, growing up in that household, I was told how worthless I was. With profanities and vulgarities that he would speak against me and my sister and my mom every day. He would constantly throw in his face, throw in our face, what he did for us, how much he supported us, right? Constantly, every day. I mean, go into my mom's room, tell her how much he owed her, right? And. That's how we lived. That's how we lived. To this day, I, I can't get over that. I, I can't. It's difficult. And certainly, I, I can move on. And it's hard not to. It's hard. But I, I do. I try. Um... And as we got older, into teenies, kids, because we, we grew up with him since I was five, and then my sister was, I think, three. 
And we lived in the worst neighborhoods, sorry to say. We lived in a city called Bell Gardens, or I'll call it as Bell Garbage, right? And it was, it was horrible. It was a horrible place. And even it is today, I'm sorry to say, for, for the people that live there, which is primarily Latin American. It's very much that, and it's a very much low income area, right? I just think about those times, the sadness. My mom, she tried her best. We had food on the table. We had a roof over our head. We had clothes on our back. And we even got the things that we wanted. Whether that's a new toy, a new game, new clothes, whatever it was, my mom was there. My mom, you know, she worked at um, she worked at schools along with us to not necessarily watch us, but be close by. So many of our elementary schools, she would um, get positions there. Like a, she'd be like a teacher's aide, and she would um, support us, right? She'd support us and be there every step of the way. Back then, this was like in the eighties, right? 90s, she didn't make a lot of money back then, but I think she did okay at that point. And then eventually when she, early 2000s, she worked for our high school um, and she was in the, worked as a special education teacher's aide, right, full time. So she did that. So her life was devoted to education, to supporting kids, to being there. And just being there. But after a certain point, when she got into her 50s, it was it was very difficult for her. It's a very difficult position, right? It really is. Physically, mentally draining, it's very difficult, right? And um, She also was a, a home care aide, so she took care of somebody at their home. That was very difficult as well, right? And then eventually they fired her. She didn't do anything wrong, in my opinion. The, the, the patient, as you call him, was just unstable, mean. My mom was a very sensitive person, so she took that to heart. It hurt her severely when that happened. My mom was a strong woman, but she was also weak at times because of her heart in the sense of that she had a big heart. And people took advantage of that, in all honesty. You know? But she did try. She did try and she suffered. 
Um, one thing about her is not only did she suffer at times, but she suffered physically, right? She suffered health reasons, things that I will, to this day, I will never know what fully she's went through. I do know towards the end of her life, and this was towards 2012, 13, um, she got cirrhosis. I think she got cirrhosis of the liver, which wasn't due to drinking or anything because she wasn't a drinker. Um, it's just her, her liver failed. And um, then she eventually she had things like diabetes, high blood pressure. She would get um, fevers all almost every day, like high fevers. She would have to cool herself down. She'd eat ice all the time, right? She'd see the doctor, but she never told me what was going on. And I don't know if she did that just, I don't think she did it to hurt us. Um, I think she just didn't want to worry us, right? And that was her, towards the end, um, in the last few years of her life, her legs would blow up with water. They would be huge. I mean, she, to the point where it would be very difficult for her to watch and walk, and then she would have to go to the doctor, to the hospital, and then she would have to get them the water drained out of her legs, and then she would look okay again, and then the water would fill up again. Um, so she spent oftentimes, many times in the hospital. On the day of her passing, it was a day that was meant to be happy. Me, my sister, my wife, and my our daughter, Michaela, went to Disneyland that day. We had planned it. And towards the afternoon, my sister got a call from my grandfather saying that, you know, my mom had passed. And I, I remember that day because we were getting lunch and we were right, in, right over there by um, Star Wars and all that, you know. And we just picked up and left. And just went to my mom's house and she was there, you know, she was there. She was already still in bed, laying there, you know, obviously deceased. And she was on her side and I saw, you know, blood coming out of her mouth. And I didn't touch her. I, I did lift up the blanket just to see her, but that's it. Um, and then I think my sister, somebody called the mortuary or the paramedic, whoever called, you know, what? And then they took her body away. And then, and then there's like, um, eventually they said, oh, well, we can't give her like an open casket or anything because her body's really deteriorated. And so we had to cremate her. But I think we were going to do that anyways. But it's something that decision me and my sister made for my mom. Um, the worst part of what happened during that day was the vultures came out old family members came out and start picking her her stuff 
out of a room and taking it without permission, without talking to anybody. They just took it, took purses. I don't even know what else they took to this day. Um, and when we tried to go in there, my grandfather refused to let us in to her room or anything, refused. So it wasn't a great experience. That's the kind of man he was. He said, nope, I'm not going to let you in her room. Um, you know, and he wouldn't, right? We'll always remember that. The one thing that my mom did leave behind, which is still living today, is her dog, <laughs> Lily. And she's basically stays with my sister and my dad. She's an older dog. We got her in 2006, 2007. But she's still around, you know. And my mom loved that dog. My mom had dogs throughout her life. She had uh, Dotsons. She loved Dotsons. We had one named Kevin, Winnie, Wrinkles. We had Lily. We had a, a Pekingese named Peaches. We had a sheepdog named Smokey. I think we had a Collie type dog. I forget what her name was. We had a Cocker Spaniel. His name was Frisky. Um, so we had we had a variety of dogs, and we had a cat named Max. Um, she loved dogs. She loved animals, right? We also I also had a iguana at one point. I had turtles. I had fish. So my mom always tried to give us a, a normal childhood, provide for us a normal childhood, right? And um, and she did. Although growing up, I, I didn't really realize how tough her life was, right? I really didn't. But it was tough. Towards the end of her life, when I met my wife, Dahlia, which is in 2008, my mother started going to our church, which is Calvary Chapel Downey. She couldn't go all the time because of her health, but we gave her a Bible. She had written in it. She had studied the Bible. The one comfort I have in my heart today is that she's in heaven, that she knew the Lord. Now, some of you may say, well, how do you know? How do you know she knew the Lord? She focused the word. I believe she was in pain. She was searching for something towards the end of her life. She knew her time was not near, was near. And I believe she gave her heart to the Lord. I just wish I had asked her. I pray I see her one day again in heaven. Only God knows, right? Hopefully she's there with my Aunt Liz, who also died in 2006. My grandmother, Joan. My grandmother, Isabella. My grandfather, Moses, Sr. Praying that they're all going to be there, right? And others, of course. So I remember my mom in a positive way because of her heart. Because
because she would give me her last penny if I needed it. And she did at some points when I was struggling financially with raising my family. She strengthened me because she pushed forward each day and she always attempted to smile. She always attempted to be happy, no matter what. That was amazing, right? That was an amazing thing, a gift that she provided me to try to be positive and remember her to this day, right? And I do try. I do try to, you know, to provide that to my my own daughter, you know, give her that kind of attitude. But who knows? I give that this day to her. But the other person I'm going to give this day to is my wife, Dahlia. This next song I'm going to play it kind of can come from a mother or a father, but I, I, I like the song myself. And it's from Rod Stewart. And I think you're going to, most of you will know this song. But it's, it's, it's a song that's, that's special to me. So let me just play it here.
Why is this song so important? Because we often want our kids to stay forever young, right? And and you know, watching them grow up and seeing where they're going and how they're changing and looking through their eyes and in a way remembering those times when I was a child at her age, like my daughter, for instance. And just watching through her eyes to see the things of how she's growing up and changing that only a parent, only a mother can see. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And, um, and Michaela, who was born in 2013, gave us, and especially my wife, who gave birth to her, obviously, the blessing of motherhood. And we always have to remember, and I have to remind myself and my wife this, is that our daughter is a gift. A gift from God. And oftentimes mothers treat their children poorly. Maybe they mean well. But we have to forget that those kids are going to grow up to be something. They're either going to carry how you treated them in their life with positivity or negativity. Right? And... If they bring, if you bring them up to bring up, bring them up to have that positivity, then you did your job well. Every child's going to be different, obviously. You you have no control in a sense of how those kids are going to be raised up in the sense of what they're going to be like when they get into adulthood. Are they going to be depressed, happy? How are they going to be? It's kind of it, it's impossible to to state. Only God knows. And we have to remember that because no one told me. No one told me my. That how important I was, how valued I was. It was quite the opposite, you know? And motherhood, for my wife, although I can't speak for her, she honors it every day. She blesses motherhood. She is supportive and loving and would do anything for our daughter, just like I would. And one day our daughter's going to grow up. She's, she's already nine years old. And she's going to remember 
what mom was like. And hopefully these podcasts and the videos I make on YouTube will be a remembrance to the importance of motherhood and, and, and you know, how important she is to us. My mom, or excuse me, my wife, uses the example of her own mother who was very sacrificial, who worked all the time to provide for my wife, who struggled financially, but always gave love, was always there for her. We try to mimic God's love for our daughter every day. Although we can never mimic God's love because it's God's love is perfect, right? But we certainly can try. And we just want to bless her life so that she's happy, right? So that she's happy. May my, our daughter grow up to remember that. And I believe she will. She does and she will. But on this day, motherhood, we want to honor those moms. And I, I get it. Like I said earlier, today may be considered like a, a you know, to many a commercialized holiday, right? But but there is some meaning behind it. Let, let me give you a history lesson a little bit, Okay. And I'm reading this off the History Channel, uh, history.com. So his celebrations, and I'm reading off of it, History of Mother's Day. Celebration of mothers and motherhood can be traced back to the ancient Greeks and Romans who held festivals in honor of the mother goddess Rhea and Cybele. But the clearest modern precedent for Mother's Day is the early Christian festival known as Mothering Sunday. Once a major holiday, um, tradition in the United Kingdom and parts of Europe, this celebration fell on the fourth Sunday in Lent, and originally seen as a time when the faithful were returned to their mother church and main church in the vicinity of their home for a special service. Over time, Mothering Sunday tradition shifted into more secular holidays or holiday, and children would present their mothers with flowers and other tokens of appreciation. This custom eventually faded into popularity before merging with American Mother's Day in the 1930s and 40s. Did you know more phone calls are made on Mother's Day than any other day of the year? These holiday chats with mom often cause phone traffic to spike by as much as 37%. The origins of Mother's Day as celebrated in the United States date back to the 19th century and the year before the Civil War. Anne Reeves Jarvis of West Virginia helped start Mother's Day work clubs to teach young local women how to properly care for their children. These clubs later became a unifying force in the region. The country still divided over the Civil War. In 1868, Jarvis organized Mother's Friendship Day, in which mothers um, gathered with formal Union and Confederate soldiers to promote reconciliation. Another precursor to Mother's Day came from the abolished and suffragette Julia Ward Howell. 
1870, Howell wrote that Mother's Day proclamation, a call to action that asked mothers to unite in promoting world peace. In 1873, Howell campaigned for a Mother's Peace Day to be celebrated June 2nd. Other early Mother's Day pioneers include Juliet Calhoun Blakely, a temperance activist who inspired a local Mother's Day in Albanon, Michigan in the 1870s. The duo Mary Tolls, Sassaman, and Frank Herring, meanwhile, both worked to organize a Mother's Day in late 19th and 20th and early 20th centuries. Some even called the Herring the father of Mother's Day. Anna Jervis turns Mother's Day into a holiday. The official Mother's Day holiday rose in the 1900s as a result of the efforts of Anna Jarvis, daughter of Anne Reeves Jarvis. Following her mother's 1905 death, Anna Jarvis conceived of Mother's Day as a way to honoring the sacrifices the mothers made for their children. After gaining financial backing from the affiliated department store owner named John Wanamaker, in, 19, in May 1908, she organized the first official day of mother celebration in a, at a Methodist church in Grafton, West Virginia. The same day also saw thousands of people attend a Mother's Day event at one of Wanamaker's retail stores in Philadelphia. Following the success of her first Mother's Day, Jarvis, who remained unmarried and childless her whole life, resolved to see her holiday added to the national calendar. Arguing that American holidays were biased towards male achievements, she started a massive letter-writing campaign to newspapers and prominent politicians, urging the adoption of a special day honoring motherhood. In 1912, by 1912, many states, towns, and churches had adopted Mother's Day as a national holiday, and Jarvis had established the Mother's Day International Association to help promote, promote her cause. Her persistence paid off in 1914 when President Woodrow Wilson signed a measure officially establishing the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. Jarvis decries commercialized Mother's Day. Anna Jarvis officially conceived Mother's Day as a day of personal celebration between mothers and families. Her version of the day involved wearing a white carnation as a badge and visiting one's mother or attending church services. But once Mother's Day became a national holiday, it was not long before florists, card companies, and other merchants capitalized on the popularity. While Jarvis had initially worked with the floor industry to help raise Mother's Day profile, by 1920, she had become disgusted with how the holiday had become commercialized. She outwardly denounced the transformation and urged people to stop buying Mother's Day flowers, cards, and candies. Jarvis eventually resorted to an open campaign against Mother's Day profiteers, speaking out against confectioners, florists, and even charities. She also launched countless lawsuits against groups that used the name Mother's Day, eventually spending most of her personal wealth and legal fees. By the time of her death in 1948, Jarvis had disowned the holiday altogether and even actively lobbied the government to see it removed from the American calendar. So you just kind of look around where it's gone. And also, while versions of Mother's Days are celebrated worldwide, traditions vary depending on the country. In Thailand, for example, Mother's Day is always celebrated in August on the birthday of the current queen. 
Another alternative alternate observes Mother Days can be found in Ethiopia, where families gather each fall to sing songs and eat large feasts as part of the Amatrust, a multi-day celebration honoring motherhood. In the United States, Mother's Days continue to be celebrated by presenting mothers and other women with gifts and flowers, and has become one of the biggest holidays for consumer spending. Families also celebrate by giving mothers a day off from activities like cooking or other household chores. And at times, mothers have been have has been a date for launching political or feminist action causes. In 1968, Coretta Scott King, wife of Martin Luther King Jr., used Mother's Day as to host a march in support of underprivileged women and children. In 1970, women's groups also used the holiday at a time to highlight the need for equal rights and access to childcare. So you could see just the incredible significance. Mother's Day has um, today in the past and how long it's been around. I, I really didn't know some of that history, surprisingly. Um, I, Father's Day comes around. I'm sure there's a history too. At least I hope there is, <laughs> you know. Um, but other than that, giving honor to this day to all the moms out there, grandmothers, guardians, motherly figures, we know, and many of you don't probably say this, but you're a blessing and you're appreciated as much as, you know, you may not always get it. You are loved. May this day be a blessing to all of you out there and celebrate a new Mother's Day and appreciate how special you really are. Thank you, everyone, for, for spending this time with me on Just Talk with Joe Meyer so that I can give honor to Mother's Day. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go out with my song here in honor today. And here's to Mother's Day 2022. Giving honor to my wife Delia and my mother Linda Gutierrez, who's no longer with us, in honor of them. God bless and thank you. Hold on, hold on, let me see.